0: This episode, um, I'd like to address the fact that everything Marxists don't like, 2021 and going forward, will be labeled Jim Eagle, okay? Jim Crow is not a nice thing to say anymore, Uh, so our president decided to call it Jim Eagle because it's supposed to be like Jim Crow on steroids or something, and i I beg you, please nobody tell him that the um our national bird is an eagle because his ignorance is sort of cute like watching eat those crayons kind of cute um I'd like to talk about the Georgia voting laws changes that are jim eagle um and bring up a particular Incident that happened, uh, you know, uh, uh, at the White House when the Fox News correspondent uh, Peter Doocy tried to ask Jen P-P-P- Psaki uh, some, he, you know, he he used a gotcha, but what they ended up doing was she was ready for that with fake facts and really crappy talking points, but that doesn't stop places like HuffPost Huff from, um making it into a bully attack, which we're not supposed to do, and it's all lies and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. Let's get into some of the, the, de- the details on that. Uh, HuffPost happened to say, Ducey was aping a new conservative talking point that the new law in Georgia isn't that restrictive compared to voting laws in Colorado, since both states are uh, require ID to vote, and the Peach State offers 17 days of in-person voting, early voting, Compared to 15 days in the Centennial State, now the Peach State, being Georgia, has two more days. But I guess when you're a liberal, 17 isn't enough, and 15 is too many. But uh, some more pesky facts with pro- uh, problems with facts. Um, the not only do they have that, but they also point out that you need more voter IDs or acceptable IDs because they pointed out to the quantity of, of valid IDs accepted and that there was only six IDs they said in in Georgia and something like 17 or 16 or 11, 11 in Colorado. Unfortunately, what they should have said, if they knew the truth, would be there are four types of IDs in Georgia and two more groups of IDs. So if you went through and went into those groups and did a little looking, you'd find that there's more. Now, more isn't better because if I walked in with a, um, say, a Black Panther membership card, photo ID, do you think they should take that? Or some kind of a Marxists of America card? Because uh, Colorado, being one of the recipients of many DACA children as old as 48, uh, brought to this country against their own will as children, got to go to school and Colorado does accept IDs from institutes of higher education, which those that doesn't confer voting rights really, but hey, let's just not even talk about that. Let's not even talk about that. So, um, we're generous as Americans, but, um, and I've heard this said before a few times, and it seems to make more and more sense now, greater sense now. Generous Americans, we are paying for the rope with which they will hang us. Um, why does it? Ma- why does this matter even, these things? Colorado is Major League Baseball's repayment for Colorado, adequately fooling the people to enable election fraud. They're going to keep moving these election fraud things around probably uh, half a dozen to a dozen states. Um, the sanctity of voting only matters at the last second, but it's super important because, you know, that's there I'd say the most important thing is to eliminate the ability for vote counting and telling to rapidly change days after the, po- the final polls are closed. Um, why? Your candidate loses by four, five, six thousand 6,000 votes? No problem. Add just enough so there's no possibility of a recount or a challenge. And we'll get into some voting kind of irregularities, like number things that just don't line up very well. Um, by the way, I think there is a socialist book club ID. I'm sure it's attractive. So if we're going to end bullying, it should be kind of like everywhere. It should be, you know, uh, every facet of American life. But bullying, bullying only works one way, and I'll explain. Because if a conservative is caught up in something, uh, a libertarian or Republican, and they try to draw attention to rights violations, there's usually one of two outcomes, or maybe a tantalizing blend of both. The person seeking justice is often branded a sore loser or fake victim who is upset about losing white privilege. The other outcome is crickets. We're used to lots of crickets. We don't even realize that they're just cricketing away in the background, right? It's not like the, the silence in the silence of, or in the presence of crickets or the presence of the silence. We go, wait a minute. Something must be wrong with elections. Something must be wrong with civil rights. It's uh, it just we don't know that, you know? So here's a good example of how we've never quantified the damage of crickets in, in our federal government, like cricket, like violations. So the IRS tar- targeting scandal I've been talking about on off for the last few episodes, this event shows how cheaply you can alter the outcomes of elections. Now, the big mystery is, never really heard anybody ask the question. How did the IRS know which of the 400 plus tax exempt organizations to shut down in 2012? And there's a there's another little hint. The FBI harassed the directors of those organizations, the, the most impactful ones, right? The ones who were uh, the, the organizations that were a threat because they were picking up so much momentum. So even after, in 2017, of course, as you recall, there was a settlement made to all of those. Even if that the price tag on that thing was a billion dollars, that's minuscule. That's chump change. That's just, how would you like to invest a billion dollars in something that have access to trillions? So that's nothing. Bus fare. So the criminal violators, too, here's the great part. They actually paid nothing, and the American people paid other American people. So And it's also not particularly peculiar that the usurpation of federal power happens under Democrat administrations. 2016, 2019 took the cake with a saw on it, of course. Um, Either the FBI today can't find its ass with either hand or it is the official investigative branch of today's Marxist federal government. Um, And I know, I know. Some people say, well, go ahead and search. I'm sure Republicans do the same kind of thing. Uh, You'll find, if you look, hive mind articles like Trump abuses power and Republicans are okay with that. I'm referring to, that's a rough headline from a Bloomberg article. The problem is, in the writing, which is a big cattle shoot of an argument, you'll see the article talks about, right away, bring up impeachment, because what that'll do is it'll force some folks in this country to salivate uncontrollably. And others are asking, hey, uh, shouldn't Congress be doing something else, too, like making the country better? Now, the problem with focusing on Ukraine for that whole impeachment thing was they're pretending like uh, they said Trump benefited himself by withholding aid. N- no, that's we, we know that if you actually looked to see what was going on, that wasn't the case. Um completely ignores the timeline of corruption in Ukraine. Check it out for yourself. Ukraine was a great kickback scheme. Slosef Biden was in charge of that area, that region at the time. Obama had assigned it to him. So when he had an investigation with evidence uh, on Hunter and Associates and some other money-missing things, money laundering, uh, it, it connects back to good old dad, of course, he had the man fired. Um we should be asking for open investigations on things like this. Uh, even with just a small piece of evidence, just enough. And here's how I've, Here's how investigations, now I know this is novel. Investigations should go, should go until they find out there's really nothing there. Not, hey, let's just keep that one open for three years and keep leaking out lies. That's not a good investigation, but I guess that's what the FBI and DOJ like now. So as Americans, we should either care about corruption or ignore it, because it costs money to uh, uncover it. Is it worth what we're spending to uncover it? And I think that's what Democrats do, what Marxists do. They're they're hoping we ignore it, and the fiscal losses and the loss of faith we have internally and abroad, um, they wear. Off, they, it wears off over time. We sort of relevel or reaccumulate. Um, and here's the secret. it we, we do recover. But any party willing to weaponize this type of kickback, fraud, corruption, um, any party that does that should be fought tooth and nail. And also uh, a party guilty of this acquires an ill-begotten war chest. So the war chest that we're talking about um, is what empowers them to be able to make fake projections of power and favorability, and it's very easy to accomplish that. the kind, because the kind of money we're talking about is enough to keep American media eager to spew garbage for an entire election cycle. And here's one of my greater fears about elections going forward. We focus on the national a lot, and I guess when you just have a thick pad of hundreds of executive orders just ready to be flung out like, like bills in a in a in a pimp music video, I guess that's great, but w- some people don't really want that. so if the full court press is on federalization of voting and it is in this new bill for the people or whatever um, the federal government will have total control. Why wouldn't it just secure and simplify the entire process by issuing a federal ID for voting or adding a field, to every other government level ID that designates voting status, voting right. Um, because illegals can vote in local elections. And, but it makes sense so that they don't want that because it really isn't fair for you or I to be able to raise and educate children as we see fit, even if you're like a fourth, fifth generation family farmer because refugees' needs are more important than yours. So. Um, And sometimes it doesn't take very many to flip a rural county because your farm shouldn't belong to you anyways. It belongs to them or something. I don't know. Uh, Local leaders can make their dreams come true. Um, Let's see what else we can... Oh, here's a good one. Here we go. Here we go. When you say some folks hated Trump the media harps in with more than half of the country. And here's why they'd be wrong. Here's some interesting things, and these are the numbers that just don't jive that I was referring to before. In 2020, Donald Trump won 30% more of the Latino vote than he did in 2016. People don't seem to realize how significant that is. Nobody seems to also have noticed that sleeper states like Illinois had nearly 800,000 more votes than any previous election cycle, including both of Bar Obama's, right? Things were flat. They made a big deal out of, oh, unprecedented support and blah, blah, blah. No, the numbers don't say that. And I know somebody might say, well, gee, there are more folks voting in Illinois, better turnout and such. Not really. Uh, legal voter folks have been leaving Illinois at a right rate between ninety and 120,000 per year. And there were nearly, like I said, more than three-quarters of a million more. Boom, 2020, just there, Right? Population is going down in Illinois, but that massive exodus of skilled and educated labor has been obscured by the number of resettled refugees, poor people, or what do you want to call them? The downtrodden? Uh, combine these, these things together with the Latina swing and the vote count anomaly. Um, and if this podcast was my primary source of income, which I don't make any money doing it, my next shows would be recorded from underneath bridges or homeless shelter. Which homeless shelters, by the way, have the power to issue voter IDs in many states. But one party ignores that because why? Well, you have to because you can bus, feed, and harvest homeless votes. They've done it before in several states, and I just feel bad for the homeless and settled for a dollar bill and a pack of cigarettes in California in 2012. Know what you're worth, my grizzly bearded. His cologne friends. Okay, now here's something even more interesting. Illinois facts. 2016, 527,000 Latino voters in Illinois, right? Hillary only won half, while down-ticket Dems won about 83% of the vote. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Weird, huh? Maybe it's because uh, those uh, Illinois Latinos found that Dems paid 6 bucks per vote there, and triple that in Florida to lose to Trump in 2016. Just a thought. I know, just a thought. But, you know, a lot of the stuff we say, well, it doesn't really matter. It might matter. Well, it might matter, but it might not matter soon because um, things like the 17 days in Georgia, the early in-person voting, it actually isn't written like that. The text that they came up with reads... X number of days after the fourth Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. So it's not a fixed value, it appears. So even if Georgia, somebody might say, well, I'm familiar with it, and Georgia always votes on such and such dates, um, there's a the chance that somebody, and this is my hunch, somebody will come in and change that uh, in order to cause an uproar. And that What I call, say that it would be is leaving the door wide open for some more peachy bullshit. So, during the fracas is when the switch would happen. Squirrel! Everybody's distracted, right? So, if you doubt that, just turn to what happened last November as precedent. Several states changed their election laws, quietly in the background, unconstitutionally, right? Wrong people did that. Um, And the changes themselves were contrary to the precepts listed out, laid out in the Constitution, explained why things are like this. Um, And it's kind of a shame that they could read the Constitution and say, well, we'll have a horrible imbalance of power if this happens. Well, that's exactly their strategy. That is the roadmap. So if the Constitution said Tuesday follows Monday, I wouldn't be surprised if a liberal got into a court and had them rule differently. Now, again, um, if federalization occurs with this Democrats' voting bill, there will be We will have no voter registration integrity ever again. There are enough mechanisms in there to allow the ruling party to never lose again. State and national elections. Uh, Local officials won't be able to control their own databases. Now, here's the thing. I've heard podcasts and read stories about people actually sending employees out to questionable addresses. You know, people paid for lists of, of ones that can be released to the public cross you know cross reference them to undeliverable addresses um, and then sure enough un- bridge underpasses highway underpasses and vacant lots were voting in 2020 not just a few just the first list of that of questionable addresses that popped up every single one of them and those are the people to get banned on twitter and facebook and youtube demonetized again it's demonetized is is just it's the part of the two for deal buy one get one free, kick them off, remove their voice, make sure nobody can read what they have to say, because it will start raising questions. So that's what happens, um, and it'll become a felony for people who are responsible for election integrity, uh, integrity to remove dead people, illegals, and people who've moved away. This is just bizarre. It's dumb, uh, and states and counties will lose federal funds if they. If they get out of line, nothing like a consolidation of federal power. I'm sure that's what our founders really meant. Um, Here's a funny thing about facts. Atlanta is more than 51% black. Colorado is not. Relocating that all-star game just robbed a black city of hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. Pesky liberal rags left that fact out of their articles. But hey, as long as they get to be bullies and act like they're real smart and stuff. It's actually the fight. They're talking about. They're talking about somebody saying mean things to somebody else. They're not factual, but they got to use mean words. So everybody focuses on that, on the soulless ginger Jen Saki. Um, my prediction: we're going to see. We're about to see a cage match over who gets those contracts for work for the MLB thing. Facepalm, right? So Marxists are very good at smarm. Smarm is the takeaway in those articles. That's the, the oh she gave it to him that I was talking about how useful is the media when 90% of the goal is mockery and the other 10% is deception. Mm? I'll ask you. Uh, and people I wonder why, why our national IQ goes down every year at the heart of every election conversation is the battle to pretend election security is Jim Crow or upgraded to Jim Eagle first class. Uh, I'm okay with Biden's full paw of Jim Eagle. Uh, it's actually better than what I expected from them. But at some point, I get the feeling that more and more Americans are going to say, okay, what the hell did we do? Or what the hell did they do behind the scenes? Because, I'm sorry, I'm not going to trust elections. You've got an FBI out there, FBI out there, DOJ out there, State Department out there, who literally hate us. So, let's close on this. Let me ask you how you feel about these bailouts we're paying for right now, especially when... The great messiah of 2008 to 2016 already spoke about this. We've also got the IRS involved when it comes to some of the financial reforms to make sure that we don't have taxpayer-funded bailouts in the future. Wow. Way to strike down that old, that retired king. This, uh, wow. It's exactly contrary to what he said he was doing with the IRS during that scandal or at the explanation that tried to explain the ira- irregular visitors and patterns and things that were happening in the IRS. So isn't it great that one lie is followed up by more lies, more irrational, wasteful spending? Oh, well. I'm sure none of this COVID money is going to go into defending Democrat power. I'm sure. It's just money. That'll just print some more. Take care, everybody, and God bless